0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you, to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan. I am thrilled to be here with you today as we investigate with Damian Lupo why you're IRA will bankrupt you. As a seasoned investor in all things real estate and an expert in retirement plans, Damien is leading the charge on financial emancipation to free 1 million people from Wall Street. So Damien, before we explore the bankrupting powers of our IRAs, share a memorable experience with us that helped to shape who you are today.
1: Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm thinking about the time I was in college. It was the, I think it was the second time I was I was in college. I went four times because sometimes we don't learn the first (laughs) two or three. And so the second time I was in there and I'm studying. And as an entrepreneur, I couldn't help myself. I saw a big problem, and the problem was the bookstores were ripping everybody off. This is before Amazon got in that particular niche. And so I went out and started a, a bookstore in my dorm room. And when I did this, I did it basically to shave the margin. So basically give people a better deal on their books and pay for more than they were getting at the, the bookstore for their used books. And I ended up doing this and, and I didn't have any money. So I had to basically borrow people's books, give them to somebody else, sell them and bring the money back. And so I ran around like a crazy person for a week and I ended up paying for school in a week. And it was funny because the word got out and so the president of the school contacted me and said, uh, you got to shut this down or I got to kick you out of school. And I said, well, I mean, everybody's happy except for the bookstore, and I don't really care about them. They're just ripping everybody off. And so I finished up and left school, basically got escorted out with uh, enough money to pay for the entire year. And it, the lesson there was, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. And if you go solve big problems, you're going to do better than ever being an employee. And so it's, it's interesting that after, after that, I was pretty much unemployable because I was always trying to find a problem to solve.
0: Well, that is very interesting. You know, there's all kinds of problems out there to solve. And most of us see those problems every day and don't have any clue as to how to take advantage of it. So you have a real advantage there on a lot of us, it seems to me like.
1: Yeah. And part of this is is quite frankly, just saying, okay, how am I going to do this and letting your brain brain do some work? Yeah. Because you may, may not have the answer, but when you open yourself up to a question, you start seeing things and resources pop in. It's it's providence. And there, when there's a commitment to solving a problem, all sorts of act, all acts of divine providence happen and people don't realize that, but you have to ask a better question.
0: Yeah, that is for sure. The solutions often are in the question. And, and so questions are a good thing. But, you know, I think a lot of us are afraid of questions. We don't want questions. We want answers. We want absolutes, which is not the way the world works. Well, uh, Congress, first of all, implemented IRAs, but you say they're out to destroy IRAs. So what do you mean by that?
1: Well, the Congress is, is a little annoyed that, that people are using IRAs to get rich. And there's this general attack on wealth and the wealthy right now. And when Peter Thiel came out, or it came out in general, I don't think he made an announcement. I think somebody got some inside information. He had, this, this is pay, PayPal co-founder with Elon Musk, and he has a $5 billion Roth IRA. And so, of course, now he's enemy number one for AOC and Elizabeth Warren and these different progressive socialists. And they wanted to say, you know what? We've got to limit the people abusing the tax system, even though we created it. So right now, the legislation that's in process, of, and it will be passed, is that they're going to make IRAs virtually impossible to use for, well, two things. One, to create big wealth. They're going to limit it so that you have you can hit a ceiling and then you can't go beyond that. They're also limiting people's ability to invest in real estate. So almost it's almost impossible going forward to be able to invest in real estate or any type of anything. There's, there's not going to be any self-directed checkbook control IRAs. You'll be limited to basically stocks. And this was a Wall Street push. Wall Street wanted to get that money that was had been dripping out of their system. And so that's, that's where we are.
0: Proportionately, there's just not that much self-directed IRAs as compared to employer directed and so on and so forth. So they're really looking at pennies, but the stock market is pissed off about the fact that pennies are dripping out of of their funds. Is that what I'm hearing you say there?
1: Yeah, there's $10 trillion in IRAs. But to your point, most of that is still in the Schwabs of the world and mm-hmm. it's in stocks. There are billions and billions, if not hundreds of billions in self-directed IRAs. And when you think about and that are in outside alternative investments like real estate, Wall Street still wants the 1%. They still yeah. want the the billion or two or five because that's right. somebody's big bonus. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're saying, hey, we want to go after it. If we make it illegal, it'll all come back to us. And that's pretty much what's going to happen.
0: Well, that is discouraging, but that's not really the only thing, the only problem with IRAs, is it? Aren't there other issues surrounding IRAs?
1: Yeah, and, and if, if that hadn't happened, which it was inevitable that this was going to happen, the biggest problem that's hitting most people now is that there are some taxes, not even talking about the control issues where you have a custodian that's telling you when you can go to the bathroom or, or blow your nose. Mm-hmm. The, the problem is the tax, the, it's called UBIT tax. And so when you invest in real estate using a, an IRA, you get taxed, and it's up to thirty-seven percent when you when that property sells. This is like a house, or it could be an apartment, and, and that's only for IRAs. So when when we set up an EQRP, which is what my company does, it's exempt. There is no tax when that thing is, is sold. So it's people don't realize that this tax is optional I, for whatever reason, and and I can tell you the reason people just don't know better. Um, people are paying this tax, and it's it's a totally optional tax, but it's it's for any leveraged real estate that's owned by a retirement account, specifically an IRA.
0: Well, I think the reason they don't know about it, I think it was probably intentional. <laughs> Most people don't know about it. Uh, interesting how those things work. So, this aspect has been there. I mean this this way to avoid that UBIT tax. That's not a new thing. Is that correct?
1: It's not new. It's the exemption has been there for years. It's just it's like you said. The the marketing systems inside of these giant institutions is to give you information that leads you to buy the thing that they're selling, not to give you the information that leads you to buy the best thing for you. So ultimately, the best fees are in IRAs. The best um, growth opportunity for institutions is IRAs. It's not in any QRP. That's good for you, but not good for the system. So they're not going to tell you about the best thing for you.
0: Well, how can people find out more about the EQRP?
1: So I, there's a book that I wrote called the QRP book. And the easiest way to, to get a copy of the book is just go to qrpbook.com, grab a copy of it. There's also a, a, a cliff notes, if you will. It's, it's like a 15 page, t- five to 10 minute read. And it'll give you the essence of options. It'll educate you and give you choices. And then you can say, okay, you know what? This is really good or not good. But in 15 minutes, you'll know pretty well whether this is a route you want to take. So qrpbook.com and you can get a copy of it. I, that's The idea here was to give people enough information to choose. I'm the opposite of Wall Street. Wall Street says you're too stupid to run your own money and to make choices. I believe that everybody's going to do better for themselves with their money because they're going to care about their money more than anybody else. So, But it's it's about being self-responsible and saying, I'm going to take 15 minutes to learn about this.
0: Well, what do you mean by a safe harbor plan? What exactly is that?
1: So when, when people have companies and they have in, uh, employees... There's a type of, of retirement account that you have to set up if you want to be able to have employees and if you want to have the retirement account at all. A Safe Harbor EQRP is a plan that allows everybody to have self-directed control. And and there's, it's funny because a lot of times words are twisted. So self-directed for most plans, it means you get to choose what stock you want. A true Safe Harbor self-directed, and we're the only ones that, that do this, is where you everybody, including the owners, has the ability to invest in any legal op. They want stocks, bonds, real estate, crypto, physical gold and silver—really anything under the sun, other than like collectible cars or or wine, because obviously you'd just be drunk and hung over and broke at retirement. So that doesn't really—that's why they don't let you do that. But it's—it's it's, it, the safe harbor allows everybody to invest, and they get to choose. So it's really putting the power and control in the individual's hands, not in the overlords' hands. So that
0: is everybody, not just the business owner. That's but every employees can yeah. also do that. I have never heard of that. How common is that? Do you know how many employers out there are actually offering this option?
1: Well, since this is only created this year by us, not very many. Okay. And there's, there's a reason. It's complicated to do. And the entire system is set up for companies to be able to get 401ks. And then there's a big pile of money that's sitting in there. And it's called AUM fees, assets under management, where these administrators are getting half a percent or one or 2% of these of these piles of money. And so on average, when a company switches from their traditional 401k to a safe harbor EQRP 401k, they're saving thirty dollars to $50,000 a year in fees. Oftentimes, Alan, they don't even know. They don't even know they were paying that much until they get into the numbers. We had a client last week, and there were a lot of four-letter curse words involved in the conversation because he realized how much he'd been screwed over Over the last decade. And he goes, this is hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees. I didn't even know I was paying these because they're hidden. And that's that's what we're, we're... We're bringing light to this so people can choose intelligently, not just in confusion, deferring to whatever the person with the credentials and the Wall Street grin tells them is the right thing to do.
0: We'll be right back after a brief announcement. Steed Talker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtalker.com. Get your free one page, 10 step guide to passive real estate investing. Well, that's a pretty common ploy for most of Wall Street. It's not just IRAs where fees are hidden. But I mean, people are paying all kinds of fees for their stocks, and they have no idea how much it is that they're spending. So yeah, this isn't a surprise. So with a self-directed plan, if your employer is going to set up a safe harbor plan, what are the alternatives that you can invest in?
1: All the quasi normal stuff, you get access to mutual funds, stocks, bonds, ETFs, all that kind of stuff. And then really anything else under the sun, you can think of real estate, dirt, apartments, mini storage, houses, they could be in the United States, they could be in Belize, they could be in Costa Rica, physical gold and silver, a private equity, private placement offerings. You can invest in, in Bitcoin, cryptos, and physically hold the, the crypto in your hand. Same with the gold and silver, you can take physical possession of it. You can't do any of these things outside of this. They would have to be held by some type of custodian. So it's it's almost anything under the sun, other than collectibles, mm-hmm. and that's really the only thing that's pretty much the only thing that is hardcore excluded is collectibles. Uh, other than that, the IRS is pretty open to you investing in what you want to do. The reason that people don't have that option is because it's really hard to figure out how to assess fees on a lump of gold that you're holding. They can't do it, so they say, oh. This plan is restricted to mutual funds because they can easily ding you for a point a
0: year. Well, if your employer is not offering this as an employee, is there any way that you can incentivize your employer to set up a safe harbor plan?
1: The question to ask a boss is, would you be interested in, in putting thirty dollars or forty dollars or $50,000 a year back in your pocket just by switching to a plan where we all got control of our stuff? And you think about it, it, it's in our own self-interest. To keep more of our own money. So if you, you offer, if as an employer, if somebody said, I have an option where you can have 30 or 40 or $50,000 a year, I would listen very closely, very quickly. I'd be changing directions because that's all it is. It's switching gears to a better tool. And people just don't know it's around because they've been hammered by the marketing elsewhere. But whether you're an employer, you can do this. If you're an employee and you say, gosh, my employer still doesn't want to do it. Um, there's ways for an, an individual that has a W-2 to still have an EQRP. And have some money that they control and they can do what they want outside of just the mutual funds
0: well tell us about that uh process for the employee is that through a traditional ira converted to a self-directed ira or is there actually a way that they can do it with their 401ks
1: there's a lot of different ways to get it there it's basically where somebody has their own type of 401k they have their own eqrp and they can convert iras into it They can potentially take current 401k money and move it into it they can create some self-income self-employment income and use that as a contribution. Lots of different ways to get money in there. And ultimately, it's a way for somebody... You can have unlimited amounts of retirement accounts, but what we're, we're really thinking about is how do we get away from the IRAs for the most part, because they're incredibly limited and they're under attack. And they're going to continue to be under attack because,
0: quite frankly, Wall Street and Congress can't control them very well. And they don't like things they can't control. That's a fact. Well, what is this tax strategy in conjunction with a K-Roth?
1: So, one of the things that changed a couple of years ago when we had some tax overhauls under the Trump administration, the standard deduction and tax brackets changed. So, today, and this could change a bit, you know, I don't know that this particular piece of the tax code will change, but right now, the first $12,400 of income is tax free. So, as a kid, if you, if you paid a kid and, you, and the kid received, say, $12,000 in income, that kid would not pay taxes on it. The parent paying the kid would get a tax deduction for that $12,000. And now that the child has income, active income, that could be contributed to a Roth EQRP. At that point, as the parent, you have control of this money to invest, grows tax-free. You can take that $12,000 out. Every year you put the 12 in or whatever you want. And then at age 15, 20, 30, you can pull the money out. All the contributions are able to be pulled out at any time, tax-free and penalty-free. So you're able to create this this growing tax-free entity for kids. I mean, I wish my parents had done this for me but it just wasn't something they were thinking about or knew about, but it's, it's available. And so everybody benefits. Parents benefit by getting a tax deduction. The kids benefit. And as a parent, you're gonna keep control of that kid's money until they're 18, at least because they're a minor. So it, it's not taking anything out of your control, but it is giving you some tax benefits right away.
0: So this is an actual retirement plan, but the kid or is it that the parent can pull that money out at any time? Or is it both parties who can pull that out?
1: Well, so the, the parent is going to have control of it until the kid's 18. And so really after they're 18, it's, it's going to be up to the kid what they want to do with it. If the parent said, okay, you're 17 years old in 11 months, I'm pulling all the money out because I put it in there. Be up to the parent to do
0: that. It's The parent has the control of pretty much everything while well, a person, a child's a minor. Uh-huh. But they can continuously pull funds from that, even though it's a retirement plan. They can take
1: out the basis. The contributions are able to be taken out at any point, tax-free, penalty-free. It's the growth that is beyond that 12,000. So if the 12 turns into 20 or 30 or 50 or 100, all those gains stay in there and keep growing tax-free until age 59 and a half. It's all the contributions that would be able to be pulled out anytime.
0: That isn't the case with traditional IRAs or 401ks. Is that correct? You are absolutely correct. So this is only with the K Roths. Yeah, exactly. Person is in there
1: yeah it's it's the the Roth accounts allow you to take because the money's already been taxed. So if you put money in they, the government says, well, you've already tax; it's already been taxed. if you want to pull it out, you can take it out. so that's that's always been the case for the Roth accounts. This just happens to be a twist on on kids and the ability to put twelve thousand tax free in and and having control of it and not getting hammered like the IRAs are. It really is a unique thing for people to use.
0: I didn't realize that about Ross. I thought they had to stay in there till 59 and a half as well. I did not know that. All sorts no, of new information out here. Yes, absolutely. So lots of information here and pulling it all together is certainly going to be a challenge for everybody. But you have done that, you said, through your book. So one more time, what's the title of your book?
1: It's the QRP book. And qrpbook.com is, is how you get a copy of it. When you do that, you'll get an email copy of the report and then you'll get a physical copy of the book. The report is basically the Cliff Notes. So you'd be able to sum up what we're talking about, some additional ideas and strategies in there, take you maybe five to 10 minutes to read it. So next time you're at a couple of different stoplights, you can probably read the whole thing.
0: (laughs) I couldn't. I'm dyslexic. So (laughs) (laughs) it takes me a while to read anything. So the book is QRP and uh, you can get hold of Damien through his website at www dot eqrp dot co, and his email address is parker at eqrp dot co. So, Damien, the Pandora Papers just came out yesterday. What kind of impact is that going to have on uh, investments and finance? I know this is asking you to look into the future. So, what do you think is going to? How is that going to impact? finance and and debt and so on and so forth.
1: I mean I, th- I think what we're we're going to constantly see is that that wealthy people are looking around the world. They've got great advisors and they're they're always there's always going to be an opportunity to use different places that are trying to incentivize wealth to show up. There's there's always going to be a safe place for capital and wealth. And if if one place gets crushed, then another place is going to pop up and say, "Hey, come here because when capital goes somewhere, it supports and makes a place thrive." So whether it's South Dakota with their trust system uh, where a lot of wealth is going. Wyoming's doing that. Panama um, is, is going to be a place like that. O- ultimately, you're going to have politicians yelling about it. I know that there was, there was some conversation about the, all, the, all the countries in the world coming together and making it fair by having everything being the same. That's never going to happen because you're going to have sovereign nations saying, hey, we're just going to, if everybody else wants to go to 35%, we're going to go to 10 like Ireland did. And so there's always going to be somebody that's smart enough to say, we want to protect capital. Switzerland is going to continue to do that. Dubai and Singapore, and like there's places that are are actually smart enough to know that socialism and communism and all this kind of crap does not work. It's going to be bigger systems that are getting bloated and are turning into leviathans, like the United States. They're going to try to keep things contained and capture them. You're going to have politicians that are going to go after the wealth. But even Peter Thiel with his five billion dollar Roth IRA isn't going to have a single dollar of that having to be distributed because he has better advisors than most people because he's smart enough to pay for those people. And but here's the reality. Anybody has access to smart advisors, but most people are too cheap. And I, I get it. I mean, I grew up with a cheap household and, I, and there's a piece of me that's a cheap person. And, and I have to go into my, my abundance spiritual side to say, okay, that's not how you win. The game of life is not won by being cheap. Even though the millionaire next door with, with uh, Danko and Stanley suggested that you should have a beat up car and that's how you get rich. It's Not true because nobody likes cheap people, especially cheap, rich people. Like it's embarrassing. So the Pandora Papers and, and all of this stuff, it, it's just really sharing what's been going on. You know, people can yell about it and they can say it's not fair, take from the rich, but the rich, are, the rich have great teams and that's the difference.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, Damien, it has been a delight having you on and a pleasure having met you. So thank you for being with us today.
1: Happy to be here. Happy to be back anytime. And thanks for your time and appreciate what you're doing.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetucker.com